0: hello how are you i'm good how are you i'm well thank you where are you i'm here in austin texas for south by southwest is an annual event a festival for music and startups entrepreneurship uh there's a couple 3d printed construction companies you might be familiar with um how are you doing
1: well today i'm doing very well i'm in uh, north of rome uh in a wonderful place called Porto Santo Stefano is a fish uh, fisherman town and I live here and I'm working on uh, 3d printing as always unfortunately it's becoming quite boring after 17 years so far
0: so the huge reason I wanted to have you on 17 years you mentioned is a very long time especially relative to 3d printed construction and the companies that are uh, building projects today. Certainly all the buildings I've been to uh, have been much, are much younger than 17 years old. So uh, I want to ask you, when you designed, you started the 3D printed, kind of a resurgence of 3D printed concrete. I, I, you're probably familiar with William Urschel, uh, a very different concept than yours. Yours is more, uh, he didn't use step files or STL files, so that wasn't really 3D printing. Um, we're, what file type did you use for your first prints with your machine?
1: Oh yes, uh, STL file as well. Um, I uh, has been the first specification because uh, basically the the technology that inspired the uh, uh, the D-shaped the printing technology is the technology invented by Emmanuel Sachs uh, in at the MIT. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a uh, you may remember the powder bed three D printer called yeah. Z Corp Corporation, and uh, so at the time and still today the format into which import the file into our proprietary uh, slicing software is an STL file. Of course, since then. Uh, in the the way we treat the file imported and we slice it is a bit different from the others mm-hmm. because when you import the a file in the normal uh, 3d printing approach you create you slice the three-dimensional file and you create a, a let's say a trajectory a plotting trajectory so it's a is a vectorial approach
0: to snap file
1: yes in this case i i i turn each slice into a bitmap and into a matrix of dots black and white the white are merely sand and the dots uh, black are uh, droplets of uh, let's say binder or so so my approach is a, a raster printing exactly identical to digital raster printing of a normal inkjet printer. Mm -hmm. So the difference, the main difference between uh, my approach and the general uh, approach is, uh, in terms of uh, uh, robotic approach, is uh, raster printing rather than vectorial printing uh, uh, and plotting somehow.
0: So, the first house that you printed uh, with the, it had a printed roof, right?
1: Yes. Uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I've never been proud of uh, the first home I printed, despite it's the very first ever. And i tell you why. Uh, my idea of 3D printing was uh, as a, a new instrument to implement the ideas of a new generation of architects so a new uh, instrument that is a robotic instrument for a new generation of architects moving toward an organic architecture Uh, but when uh, uh, and the very first structure i did that i supposed to be a big building structure but instead, I was obliged to scale down the dimension mm-hmm. because I didn't have the binder. Uh, the very first house has been purchased by, has been commissioned by a museum in Milan, La Triennale Museum. It's a, it's a quite iconic um, uh, entity in in Italy. It's like the the MOMA in New York, just mm-hmm. to figure out something. And when this was commissioned, the architect said, Mr. Dini, we are, you, may, you claim to be the man who prints houses. So if a house is like the the kids' house, like a small house like this. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, fine, let's do the very uh, kid house design sketch, like this and was printed in one go, including the roof, of, co- of course.
0: Was that using a powder bed or was that just typical extrusion?
1: No, was unfortunately uh, it was a powder bed. <laughs> that is a, a bloody, <laughs> sweaty operation. Because uh, when we printed this home, uh, this tiny home, uh, only, uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I speak in meters rather than feet, but was only, uh, should be a, a house uh, trans- transportable on a truck mm-hmm. so the, the width was exactly the width of a truck mm-hmm. 2.40 meters and the width the, le- the length was about uh, four meters and a half or so so a very tiny hole. Mm-hmm. and we printed in Pisa in 2010 on a powder bed deposition process and was really, really uh, labor-intensive, very, very tiring. And the problem, the real disaster, was that when we we dropped we pulled the house to to, 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 to load upload on the truck, a, a piece broke oh, no. an angle, a corner, and was a, a, a disaster because the the client never paid. The first that the printed home was never paid because they claim the the supply. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible
0: story. That's unfortunate that uh, one little chip or crack like that. I mean, half of the sculptures in the museum probably have a chip or a crack somewhere.
1: What's worse uh, is that the, the Triennari Museum uh, didn't make any any publicity of this event just very very local just uh, three or four journalists came and took some pictures and after that this uh, tiny home was transported in the the complete uh, height of communication on a hill on the Apennine mountains and is still there in on the in, uh, in close to, uh, in up uh, close to Piacenza, and he's still there, in very bad conditions, was completely abandoned by them. And so, uh, this story of the first the printed home uh, paced uh, almost under silent.
0: Well, you've moved on from homes, now your concentration is more on the environment, and uh, kind of restoring some of the natural beauty in the world. Um, you've done some work above land and you're doing some work uh, underseas now can you talk a little bit about your current passions
1: yeah this is a completely different story it's a joy a story of joy and happiness and proudness it is a story of uh, of uh, making 3d printed artificial reefs uh, this morning uh, you asked me how it's going today. I, I forgot that I'm chatting night and day so far with uh, with a guy in uh, close to Halifax in Canada for making uh, lobster reefs, lobster, uh, repopulation reefs for lobsters, to mm-hmm. be exact. And um, I'm just out from a successful project for 3D printed artificial reefs in, uh, in Tenerife in um, also another project in Hong Kong. I have made several projects in Monte Carlo, uh, the Netherlands, in Denmark actually. So this is our core business. Because uh, powder bed 3D printing, despite I conceived to print homes in 3D and is still my dreamt achievement, uh is uh, ideal for making these very fancy organic architectural shapes and this is my probably the best thing i ever did in my life
0: if you're designing a custom home for a lobster uh i guess the some of the considerations you make are protection and safety right uh where can they lay eggs
1: but it's funny to understand about the lifestyles of lobster <laughs> because for instance what is funny is that they ask for a double exit because the lobster, when they talk, they tend to go (laughs) backward to retire. So they they need an escape of the bag. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So uh, you must always uh, to interact with marine biologists to understand the the lifestyle of a lobster rather than an octopus or even of a grouper, uh, or even about, let's say, oysters. Uh, the lifestyle of fish uh, imply uh, impact uh, on the shape of the home for fish uh, you are going to shape.
0: Mm-hmm. I had so a feeling it- that you would uh, take kind of an engineering approach and try to make the best home for the, the animals that you could. Um, so I guess the, the question becomes, if you're designing a home custom for lobsters, if you make it so perfect and you can make so many of them, it could be better than uh, a natural cave that they might be able to find at sea where it would only have one opening or maybe sized improperly where a larger fish could come attack them. What if the lobsters love your 3D printed homes so much they stop, they're not willing to live in rocks anymore?
1: You know, we as human beings at the beginning used to live under the stars or in the trees. Then we came down, we went north and we had to shelter into caves. And, and century by century, we started to build up shelters to fit our needs, like a chair, for instance. Chairs are, don't exist in nature, but there are some uh, some elements that look like a chair. So every animal's trend to, to fit, to search for comfort anyway. And if you understand what are the uh, the 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 elements that drive the 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 concept of comfort for a lobster you surely make them happy i experienced personally that uh, that fish as we as a woman women uh, or as mankind has a a sense of aesthetic we perceive beautiful uh, something that has a geometric shape because our brain compute our our brain compute continuously so every every time we see an harmony of math behind we perceive that as beautiful and fish do the same when they see a shelter that maybe has uh, something on top so you can shelter underneath that is quite large to allow (laughs) the pinch to stay comfortable and when you give them an element that is uh, not rude but soft, or smooth. <laughs> of course, uh, there is. A, I experienced that in a few hours. There is a competition of fish that uh, tend to trend to go and shelter and 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 grab the, the opportunity of sheltering themselves. Do you scuba dive? Yeah, uh, I'm not a diver. I am, uh, I used to be uh, a pretty good uh, uh, place so uh, the place where i live is by the sea and uh, i could reach uh, quite uh, easily 20 meters depth in a prayer.
0: people watching might be wondering like why are these guys why do these guys care about fish houses but it's not just the fish it's not about just making the lobsters happy uh we need people need food to eat and the the animals that we're farming it's not nearly as clean as in the natural ocean so if you're creating these safe places uh, where reefs are getting destroyed so the natural habitats aren't necessarily as available for these uh these animals as they were in the past but you're creating habitats where they can live safely um, in the open sea which is the healthiest way for for an animal to live and then fishermen can ultimately catch the increased population of fish uh and that will increase the sustainability of the, the local human population by inc- improving their food supply, uh, despite the natural challenges the lobsters are facing otherwise.
1: The sea is a, an endless opportunity of building construction. It's the most promising environment to we, into which uh, uh, humans can uh, apply their creativity. And house for fish, there are in, uh, set in endless uh, uh, extensions of the land under the seawater that are perfect for fishery population not necessarily throwing trains autobus, uh, bus uh, cars and uh, stuff like this um, we have a problem of uh, feeding of, uh, of, uh, um, of seven eight billions people and then um, it's uh, it's just a matter of creating the conditions for for them to to multiplicate mm-hmm. and uh, some environments for instance uh, I was uh, looking at canada some environments are ideal for uh, probably feeding trillions of lobster but they they just need the shelters and this is a common problem in several places give a shelter to a fish and trust that you will get more biomass for our feeding, for sure.
0: Have there been any studies done on the cost-effectiveness of farming? It's, I guess it's not farming, but providing these environments and increasing the fish population versus trying to farm uh, on land or in enclosed environments?
1: There are uh, several techniques uh, in making house, uh, homes for fish. Uh, all of them are valid. What is important is that uh, are cost effective and environmentally friendly and um, and by my side of course I trend to sell 3D <laughs> printed uh, home uh, for fish but not necessarily is the most cost effective. Basically I trend to couple and to make sustainable. And valid the, 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 the use of 3D printing applied to uh, artificial reefs uh, is the fact that you can create uh, what I called uh, artistic artificial reefs that are attractive not only for fish but also for divers. Yeah. So my approach is to invite people to go and enjoy a tour into an underwater museum of art somehow and, uh, and br- bring richness to the local populations of fishermen because they, they, they catch, they fish uh, tourists uh, rather than fish. So uh, this is the idea. The it's business not is like
0: involved. a McDonald's beef farm designed to be as cost-effective as possible. It's a, it's a part of the environment designed for people to enjoy uh, like they would any other part of the ocean, it seems. Um, Materials-wise, how did you design the material to be uh, optimal for the the ocean environment?
1: The very first absolute rule, in principle, really in principle, is an uh, in situ resource utilization, of course. Ideally, you have to collect the local sand, shape the sand, and turn it into a shape.
0: Okay. So it's very similar to the local uh, sand that it rests on? Yes, take the sand and shape it digitally, hopefully. We're using lime? The, pardon? Using yeah. lime, cement?
1: Uh, ideally, the binder, also the binder, you might fabricate using local resources. For instance, if you have uh, lime or, or you can cal- calcinate lime and get uh, calcium oxide and then uh, uh, by hydration you can create a mass uh, that becomes stone geopolymers are another method to to create uh, a concrete uh, here in italy has been very successful uh, in the roman age uh, a blend uh, of uh, volcanic cinders called pozzolanas and, uh, and and la- and uh, calcium oxide concrete portal cement So anything that uh, is uh, relatively close to the uh, close in terms of uh, distance and also chemical and mineralogical composition are good for not to alterate uh, with alien alien minerals Mm -hmm. uh, a local environment. This is uh, uh, ethical, absolutely ethical. Of course, uh, you have to pollute with some bits of elements for uh, preserve the dissolution. And, uh, but in principle, the golden, the golden rule is in situ resource utilization.
0: You have the, the Reef Project and that occupies um, a lot of your time now. Do you have other projects you're working on? Yes, I do.
1: I have uh, some projects. One of those probably the most important uh, I cannot uh, I'm under non-disclosure agreement but is in Saudi Arabia and it's not about uh, artificial reefs I have another project for marine environment but um, recycling foundry rejects because we have a big steel plant factory in Italy and that, that has a, a sub as uh, products that in a certain way, can be environmentally friendly, and I have um, about three or four projects mostly related to the sea environment that is our core business actually. Despite, despite uh, I, I'm still keen someday to print homes in, in 3D, and I'm doing something uh, with uh, um, with uh, uh, Christian Pezza in uh, over there in US for revitalizing one project for about land reclamation and another project that hopefully will be implemented soon to revitalize the the original project of printing homes in one go from the foundation up to the roof, including stairs, balconies, bus reliefs, chimneys, Gaudi-like fancy shape and the roof. Using uh, uh, the D shaped 3D printing technology in uh, in particle bedded 3D printing. uh, So it means that you need a big 3D printer, Mm -hmm. big like the the homes that you are going to print, uh, capable to handle 1,000 cubic meters of Mm -hmm. uh, aggregates. It's a challenging machine. Uh, Personally, I'd be ready to build it. I'm not, uh, but more not for business, but to to demonstrate to the world uh, that the 3D printing, the real 3D printing uh, is still to, is uh, the shape <laughs> and uh, because uh, printing a house uh, in one go, it's not just merely printing the walls, but it's printing everything in one go and uh, uh, with, a, with, and with a, at a low cost in principle, in principle uh if we have had and if and when we shall have the opportunity to print a home in 3d i can uh, gamble challenge the fact that when in, uh, in say 100 hours real 100 hours not the 24 hours that sounds like uh, bullshit in 100 hours we can deliver as, uh, uh let's say a 200 square um, meter building on a, a two-story building um, at an, about 25,000 us dollars just the rough part of the building and but what most important not a house but a stunning beautiful house because beauty is uh, is a uh, should is not an optional for for us. Beauty is a is the way living in a beautiful environment is good for the soul. Is uh, enhances self improvement. Uh, beauty should not be an optional in making a building. And that's why I invented this shape to uh, let's say democratize beauty, making
0: it affordable for everyone. So when you build that home, do you have any idea what continent it might be in? Maybe U.S. I tried
1: once, but there's been a, a failure. Not well, my
0: fault. Build anywhere but California; it'll be much easier for you.
1: Yes, uh, you know what? What is funny is that in Italy you have to to fight to find out, let's say, to collect to raise money, say, hundred thousand dollars. With the same effort in California,
0: 100 million.
1: I, it, I've never been able to succeed in that. In California, you can raise easily 10 millions for the same, with the same effort. And with the 10 million, uh, I might deliver not one home, but at least three or five,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and i tell you why. It's a matter of process. The reason why I invented this shape was not to print a home, but to print several homes continuously. Continuously because uh, the problem of the shape is that you, when you bring, uh, say, 1,000 cubic meters of gravel and you print the home, and then you remove the unbanned gravel or sand, you have, let's say, you leave over there 15% By weight all the rest must be should be in principle bring back to brought back to the query that is absolutely absurd so the process of the shape is that you print a home here then you move the printer aside and you start to recycle the to build the second home with the uh, bind with the sand that you are uh, evacuating for the first one and so forth so the first home uh, Require an enormous effort to bring on the building site uh, 1,000 cubic meters of sand, but since the second you started to recycle and to add what is missing, this is the the way to print uh, several homes, all different each other, of of course, and uh, this way, with a, let's say a 10 million project, we might uh, deliver the 3D printer and at least a tree home with stunning architectural features.
0: And then you can use the leftover sand or gravel for French drains or landscaping. Uh, there's all kinds of options with uh, real estate construction, outdoor uses for gravel and sand. Uh, people love having elements like that.
1: Yes, uh, what is important is the change of mindset uh, in the perception of uh, the ruling of the ruling of the building construction codes because yeah, you know, uh, when you apply this technology, no, it, in principle you you might with stop and go, you might add reinforcement. But in in the puristic approach of the shape, I print uh, a pantheon, a Roman pantheon, a Roman style building that is load measuring building structure with very massive walls, maybe California that is a seismic zone need a bit of momentum in shaping uh, in shaping the house because it's a seismic zone and masses uh, play a big role so probably we should stay low and wide rather than tall and straight so
0: well, you can don't make- try to print in california
1: <laughs> <They have> just,
0: <laughs> every project in california never happens people tell me all the time they want to do a project in california they all never come to life because california is so challenging for construction They have the most restrictive construction laws in the entire country by far. I mean, you can go to places in Texas, uh, like an hour or two from Austin, big cities, and buy land that has no zoning restrictions.
1: No problem. I can come to Austin, Texas, no problem.
0: Yeah, raise money in California, and then buy the land and build in Texas where you need no permits. Talk
1: with Christian Pezza, our common friend. Talk with him. I have the technology, I'm still in good health, so I'm still available to undertake the challenges. And I've never been to Texas, I've been to California recently. Recently, guest in Palm Springs, I don't know how far is it, yeah. from Austin. And there was, I've been guest of Jeff Bezos, oh, wow. in an event held in, um, in Palm Springs in 2016. We, we have been in, I've been invited to make a demonstration uh, and uh, uh, Dan Brown was there, uh, Ron Howard was there, it was a very uh, a honor for me and I spent half an hour with uh, Jeff Bezos talking about uh, celebrating a friend that uh, passed away when I was wow. young and was uh, a man that reminded me of uh, Jeff and I told him so we had uh, we 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 had a moment of uh, celebration of this uh, drs uh, wally
0: uh, very nice. sounds like a good guy when you talk about him yes
1: yes i had a very good impression of bear jeff is uh, despite he's a multi-billionaire when he listen, he really listen. he is completely focused on you and everything is uh, he has uh, the capability to focus on the task whatever it is and this was just for social I was telling him a story, and I was really—I understood why he became so successful.
0: Mm-hmm. Did he come off as very intelligent? Pardon? Did he, when communicating with him, he seemed very intelligent, or he kind of seemed like an average guy?
1: Uh, yeah, intelligent in the sense that uh, he listened. He Social is an excellent listener. And when you listen, uh, you are—you are. Uh, you are uh, A lot ahead in understanding and in in intelligence.
0: Do you think that Um, he uh, grasped your technology well?
1: No, he he was. uh, I I wasn't invited. I didn't understand at the beginning when I was was invited there. I was invited by some guys in Rome. When I was there, I understood why I was there because uh, I was just like. Something to say here we are we have the inventor of the printer of houses and I supposed to go there to uh, to sell my technology, but it was not at all, it was not true. The the reason was the purpose was to promote the smallest printer in the world for iPhone 3D printer. Uh they were $99.99. Uh, of the smallest uh, 3D printer, but to market, uh, Jeff, this, they they use me. So I felt really used. But said that was a real honor for me to be invited as a big thinker there. But the purpose uh, or the scope of the the demonstration in Palm Springs was just to print something. We had a shelter, a tent, and we host. We we placed the printer in in under the tent, and we printed some uh, items. The problem is that a desert storm forced us to stop everything, and we had to. We couldn't deliver the entire sculpture, but mm-hmm. just small bits uh, bits here and there. I might show you something if you want to. I can I might share my screen. and It's show very you. yeah.
0: That'd be fine. I think I can. Uh... One participant. You should be able to share the screen now.
1: Yeah, okay. Let me see. Yeah.
0: But it, I think it's very honorable that you talk about the project and explain you, it didn't go all the way through. There was a desert storm. I mean, even just in the past couple of months, there are companies that I went to film who had failures during their prints. And they said, don't put this, please don't put this online. Please don't show anybody. Please don't tell anybody. It's like, come on, be honest with the people so that they understand the realities of the, like things happen. You're printing outside. You're exposed to the elements, just like any other construction. Uh, they want magic.
1: I will share my screen. It's a pleasure to show what I. You have to enable the the share screen here. So this is uh, myself in uh, in uh, uh, in Palm Springs while emptying uh, and unveiling unveiling the sculpture. Here is a. Uh, the, the section of printing wow. uh, you, you can see the environment in the back here is the vacuum uh, the dust evacuation mm-hmm. here is the people here, here is one of the portion of the items we supposed to assemble to create a big sculpture and um, about the video
0: uh, here is, uh, let me show if I. Wow. So, all of the little blue hoses on the left side, are those containing the liquid binder or what is that electrical? Sorry. They're all of the blue wires on the left side. There were like one hundred or one thousand blue wires uh, on the left side. Uh,
1: wow, well, the, the blue wire, these are the, the pipes for delivering the liquid to the, to the nozzles. Yeah,
0: the binding liquid?
1: The binding liquid, correct. So you see, this is more visible.
0: Yeah. And so this it's machine is still
1: screen. working. Is, uh, today... We are printing with this machine uh, some artificial reefs uh, that we shall deliver to Tenerife.
0: How long does the liquid take on the powder to become solid?
1: Uh, since uh, the, the, the deposit enough, uh, let's say, in one night, uh, they become uh, the curing, minimum curing time is one night, one day, let's say.
0: And, and then and the become, printer... Uh, go ahead.
1: And become... Uh, Of course, you have to handle with care.
0: Fragile. So the printer puts the powder down as well after the wet layer. So it does dry layer, wet layer, dry wet layer, wet layer. Yeah,
1: um, the the process is continuous. You deposit a layer and you drop. You deposit a layer and each layer attaches to the next one. So if this is in principle is a process that should not stop to avoid creating some discontinuity in the process and the mm-hmm.
0: and technically, is that a concrete
1: uh well in, in this specific case, it's not if this is in the specific case the chemistry the chemistry the substrate is a blend. Of sand desert sand of course and magnesium oxide and the liquid is a chlorine solution of magnesium so what you get out of this process in this specific process is a sandstone that is not a concrete but if you apply the same process using a mortar a dry mortar and water you can get a a concrete Uh, let's say a 3d printed mortar Uh, out of concrete i can share with you something about uh, a different process where we print concrete in 3d for instance these ones are out of concrete this is digital concrete in real those are in the Netherlands. These are for artificial
0: reefs. Do you do any uh, kind of finishing to the the exterior? Because there's no evidence of any kind of layer lines or anything. Uh, are they sandblasted? Or?
1: Well, it depends, it depends. Uh, for instance, uh, in this case, uh, there is no finishing. This one, there is wow. no finishing. This is the texture is exactly uh how you you get the the texture so in other cases uh, for this, this is how the outcome uh, is uh, without uh, without any treatment and in other cases we apply some uh, uh, grinding uh, some to, to to make the surface smoother uh, uh, depends by the purpose uh, the, the the kind of uh, how the machine is set. There are so many variables. For instance, this is made make very smooth, but artificially. This is the, some pieces that we sent to Disney in Glinda in California, and you can see some fiberglass for reinforcement. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is a, a Rigog that we actually is in Seattle. This is a three color, 3D printed uh, series of uh, of um, benches for homes uh, for this, and uh, this is a sculpture rings. Wow! <laughs> really endless. Uh, we made so many things. This is a a piece of moon the, that we sent to New York. <laughs> Crazy things. Really. Thre- this is a bunker. This is a for uh we shoot uh, with a canon for bunker this is uh, another element so this is just a miscellania of elements
0: um the texture is very uh, natural compared to other printed stone or you don't see the layers so you could come across an object like that and have to guess whether it's man-made or nature
1: yeah very true very true it depends by the purposes. Uh, this is uh, the home for fish uh, in Monte Carlo. Uh, uh, this is in uh, Monte Carlo in Monaco. Um, what else? I'm 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 going me here and there. Uh, this is the project in Tel This is another technology that is very rough, but uh, this is uh, for printing uh, using a different technology, uh, absolutely super rough, you see.
0: Much larger uh, aggregate size.
1: Yeah, but also, in, 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 instead of pouring uh, water, we pour a, sludge, uh, a slurry of cement, of portal cement. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, this is the kind of technology for Underwater Garden International. Uh, let's go for, move forward, uh, so, this is the kind of architecture that in principle wow. should be printed in not in California but in Austin, Texas, let's say. So this is the kind of uh, dreamt architecture that I never succeed to print out uh, with the
0: in one go, of course. I mean, just looking at that, that looks like a $10 million home by itself.
1: But you know what? in principle, with the right technology, with the right machine, this might cost uh, the same of uh, probably imagine that NASA decide to go on the moon and invest one billion dollars, okay, but let's say imagine that uh, an investment of ten million dollars might bring uh, this home uh, to be delivered, uh, all included, uh, and with uh, the three d printer mortgaged for the next home that might cost a few tens of thousand dollars and i'm not joking eh? because uh, i i made some uh, i have some uh, calculation some calculation i don't know why this doesn't start if you give me a while i can uh, search for yeah. something that uh, so we are moving toward a different uh, um, matter that is printing homes So uh, I have to focus a a second on that, on this task, because uh, I I wasn't prepared
0: to do that. I'm very happy you're visiting uh, your initial kind of pursuit of 3D printed homes. My channel is really dedicated to affordable housing and 3D printed houses. So I I was always happy to have you on, even if you're only focused on reefs, uh, because of your work 17 years ago, building the 3D printed home but it's very nice for me to hear you're still focused on uh, some housing and that's still something you spend time with. The reason
1: why I'm chatting with you, Jared, is because uh, Christian Pezza said, Enrico, you cannot give up right now. (laughs) So I have to introduce you about uh, my approach of printing homes. First of all, I might say, uh, let's, I I have to show you something, otherwise uh, you won't understand what I mean. Okay, fine. So let's start from uh, the video that show the printing process uh, of a small portion of a home. Eh? Just printing one element,
2: sure.
1: just to uh, to let the people understand uh, that uh, we are that we print uh, the full section of a home. Uh, in one go. What you see in the border is uh, uh, is just the delimitation of the perimeter of the printing area. And here you see the section of the, of one corner of the home. Mm -hmm. So one layer to print uh, take uh, about uh, six minutes uh, to print uh, one layer, one centimeter thick uh, of a building uh, 10 by 10 meter side. Six meter, 60 minutes per centimeter. Okay.
0: Wow, that's very fast.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, and it seems let's go. you're printing inside of the structure of the home. Um, Thinking about it, the only added cost to do something like that is the the extra liquid because you need that powder anyway, so you can really save a lot of money by doing two prints at once or multiple prints using the the empty space.
1: Exactly. You print the section in one go with not one nozzle, but with 300 or 600. Here is our software, slicing software. Imagine these are the foundations. How looks like the printing of the section of the foundations, the pavement, the walls, day by day. uh, Each uh, each section is, uh, each each, uh, skip is about a half a day work. And uh, this is the slicing software. And then I show you, these are 100 hours of work. And then I show you a video of the, an accelerated video of the layering process. It's not exactly the same building, is another shape.
0: So the printer you showed me before, the real printer, what were the dimensions uh, in meters? Uh,
1: That printer is the one that we delivered to to Mozambique uh, for, let's say, what I call the camping printer, is at four meters by three meters. is about 12 uh, cubic meters. This, the one you see here is, 10 meters by 10 meters or 12 by 12 but i never built uh, such a big printer yeah, yeah. and wow. Uh, wow. is uh you see uh, uh, how might look like uh, the 3d print the, the home uh, after the uh, evacuation of the of the unbound uh, so you see that we print not only the the walls but also the stairs and also part of the furniture and also the bed as you see all of that might be printed with the some bas-reliefs and uh, all this process is done totally entirely in a digital way Uh, I go forward quickly uh, let's uh, talk about the, the cost of the process. Sure, to build Back that to larger beyond.
0: printer, how much investment would it take to do that 12 meter uh, by 12 meter larger printer?
1: Uh, depending uh, how far beyond we want to move. <laughs> when people ask me, uh, down here, in this, uh, I put uh, 1.5 million euros uh, for this printer.
0: Wow, that's not even uh, for one single printer that size? That's not a crazy price.
1: No, uh, especially if you consider that is the cost of the prototype. In principle, this printer that I price one and a half million euros might cost uh, less than half than that.
0: Mm-hmm. Less than especially half. if you're making four, five, ten units. Of
1: course, the scale. But uh, this is just to imagine follow me in this uh, in this uh, in this uh, yes. uh, in this uh, analysis what you see here is the is the the, um, the scenario of printing one home that can be enveloped into a 10 meter by 10 meter by 8 meter uh, Uh, envelope uh, bounding box so we are talking about uh, a building on two uh, two two-story building uh, floor plus uh, ground floor plus first floor so we are talking about 800 cubic meters of building uh, and uh, here is you have the density of the aggregates in uh, in uh, in tons per cubic meter Mm-hmm. So we have to prepare uh, for the first home something like 1,500 tons of uh, inert. That is an enormous amount yeah. of, uh, of aggregates. So that's why I'm saying it doesn't make sense to make this enormous effort just to print one home. You have to go and be prepared to print, uh, say, an entire neighborhood, and uh, so here is the volume uh, of the the real volume of the full part of the building uh, about 200 cubic meter that is uh, an extinction much over in excess including the foundation here you have the column of the of the cost of the cement 150 euros per metric ton gravel 10 euros per ton water labor about 20 euros per hour and then we have uh, the pitch printing pitch uh, that is one centimeters per layer and according to uh, the performance of the machine here you see in above the 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 way the printing time of one layer is calculated so namely theoretically if you don't have uh, stops of the printer and you feed the machine continuously and properly without interruption, so there are not a bottleneck in the process. In principle, the printing time of the of the of the of the house is uh, only 70 hours. With train, with three people, three three people per shift. Uh, working on uh, on uh, on three shifts on four shifts continuously of course uh, we don't consider maintenance and stops and go and uh, going to the cost uh, you see that the cost uh, of the cement uh, the cost of gravel water bring the cost uh, the theoretical building cost at uh, sixteen thousand euros only for a 200 square meter home at 83 euros per square meter not considering the mortgage of the printer and uh, if we go if we also consider the overheads and the mortgage time of 72 months for a one half one million one and a half million euros printer in principle in theory the, the, the first building structure, the, the building structure might cost 38,000 euros at 191 euros per square
0: meter only. It's 70, so you is that see, a typical mortgage in Italy?
1: Uh, usually in Italy, for such big, uh, uh, important equipment, uh, the mortgage time is about five years
0: wow in in america most houses have a 30-year mortgage
1: okay we have what we call uh, accelerated mortgage
0: yeah i mean it would but look it a lot cheaper on a 30 year
1: <laughs> yeah i did so this and is how it works
0: but the overhead percentage would be it would be lower as well right now you can get rates like four percent but the numbers so this is the all of the concrete which includes not only the walls but also a lot of the furniture a lot of the finishing details like balconies and such but no, it doesn't no, include
1: this, no no this is just the the cost of the rough structure just cool. the cement water then depending uh, depending depending uh, the, the kind of uh, furniture you can go low profile high profile uh, this is uh, usually in italy the cost of a home entire home Let's say a turn turnkey home yeah. uh, uh, depending, uh, is depending uh, is the lowest uh, I know people that can offer you a turkey home at only one thousand two hundred fifty dollars per square meter that is very cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, cheap. in in usually in Italy, the cost of the of the row building is about between 25 and 30 percent of the world cost of the building Mm -hmm. so uh, imagine that uh, in usually we are talking about 500 and 750 euros per square meter or just for the rough structure now even in the in the in the lowest uh, scenario of the lowest construction cost of 250 euros per square meter, we are at 191, that is already below the threshold of the lowest of the construction cost
0: but of that, a building. this isn't turnkey, this still needs uh, electrical plumbing.
1: Yes, of course, you need plumbing and so forth. What is nice is this in this case, because you print the building in one go, you can foresee into the printing file all the tracks to facilitate the plumbing mm-hmm. the plumbing i want to sh- show you another document with you Please. Jared, is about the design process uh is an algorithmic uh, process is a, is a is a is an excellent work made by uh, paolo carboni who made this final thesis ah uh, here here you see uh okay here you see uh, i'm going to from the beginning okay i'm going up uh to see okay here is how the process flow we start from the ground preparation then we deploy the printer then we assemble the printer
0: And then we prepare the foundations. What's the uh, approximate assembly time? Pardon? How long does it take to assemble?
1: Uh, Between one day and seven days, probably will be, we are in the middle, four or five days to assemble to be operative. And then uh, we start with the first layer, layer number one and then uh, and then uh, uh, we start printing uh, and uh, and let's say from layer one to 1400 uh, uh, we we can proceed at about uh, half a meter per day let's say half a meter per day it's a reasonable time printing time mm-hmm. uh, between hopefully it might be even one meter per day but basically Basically, at the end, this is the the crucial moment that is moving the printer aside. What means moving the printer aside? Means that the printer is on wheels, is on a sort of gigantic gantry on wheels. So you move the, the printer away, and you start immediately to print the next building, the next building recycling. the 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 sand so meanwhile you are printing the new building you use the uh, surface of the of of the you use the surface of the sand as a scaffolding to start plastering the roof and uh, so uh, you can work in full safety and at the end uh, you can finally you have to add the, what is missing in terms of aggregates. And so uh, this is the scenario of printing.
0: Very fast. Uh, and moving the printer obviously on wheels is going to be so much easier than having to disassemble and reassemble it. Um, th- when you say it takes uh, one to seven days to assemble the printer, I imagine you haven't had to disassemble and assemble it. Uh, so- how many times have you done that?
1: Oh well I did once the very first time I did uh, this uh, I show you something uh, I have I have made uh, several tens of presentation in my life uh, but if I go super back in my in my story I the very first time that I attempted to go on the building site and uh, and uh, let me search for an historical slide.
0: I've been doing this for two years. Huh? I've been doing this for two years and it's difficult for me to find all of my files and everything. I can't imagine how challenging after 17 years uh, the collection of files must get to organized. <laughs>
1: yeah. However, this is one of the several, the several uh, presentation I gave. Uh, okay. Um, those are. Let's say ah here it is. This is uh, the experiment of of assembling the 3D printer on site. Mm-hmm. This is uh, a very historical picture because this has been uh, I I gave these presentations since 2007. The first presentation I gave was in Haarlem uh, in the Netherlands, and that's why in the Netherlands the Netherlands is so active on 3D printing. Mm-hmm and i show this printer uh, as a concept if you want to print a home you go on a building site with a truck and you assemble the printer unfortunately i couldn't uh, i didn't have the binder because the company that obliged me to bring the printer on site beside their factory never provided the so i had to shelter I had to shelter and to go indoor to print the uh, to print a scaled version of the object that I wanted to print mm-hmm. so you see the printer, but it's indoor because i I had to move and this printer this experiment I have done uh, of going on a building site and assembling the printer in a few hours has been done also for a recent project I did for the uh, for the uh, for the national army if I go to the national plan of uh, military search uh, i when we printed a bunker let me search if i find out uh, if i find out the right uh, the right uh, the right uh, the right uh, this is the phase two and this is the 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 first, the technical report of this military research we did in 2016. Uh, I will search, uh, I will show you how it works. Uh, this is the National Plan of Military Research. Sorry, is in Italian. So this is the story about um, how the shelter are usually done according to NATO to NATO treat. Uh, these are, this is all the story about uh, how to stop uh, the threat of uh, of a bullet mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. This is the story about uh, several items, but at the end uh, I'm searching for, I'm searching for the right uh, slide. Ah, this is the home 3D printed, you may remember when I mentioned about the 3D printed home. And uh, and then uh, this is the okay. This is the experience of making an on-site experiment of printing with the generator. Uh, blah blah blah.
0: So for, of, well, I guess you for don't so for mixer pump system. Pardon. You don't need a mixer pump system for your apparatus. Mm.
1: Uh, well no no in the sense that, that you need just uh, a pot with to uh, fill it with water with a certain with a certain amount of water you see here is the okay there is a pressure uh, there, there is a tank as you see in this schematic uh, with some nozzles but uh, basically it's just a reservoir that feed the water almost uh, at uh, atmospheric pressure.
0: And so you're putting butter in from both sides to get equal pressure?
1: Exactly. You're right. Uh, This is the layout. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, and I'm searching for the uh, I was searching for uh, the the, the scenario of uh, of when we made the shelter. Just a second. I'm searching for the right picture. Take your time. Ah, here it is. Ok, here we see, you see, uh, this is made, has been made in Nettuno. In Nettuno, we printed, uh, we brought the printer, we assembled the printer and uh, since the the beginning uh, to the end, it took talk about uh, four hours and then we printed, uh, we started printing with uh, the calibration and then we printed the, the the bunker in 3D, and then uh, and then we went uh, to shoot uh, with a with a. Then we it has been very laborious.
0: We won't get in trouble the- for showing these military projects.
1: I don't care because you know what. <laughs> After that, uh, the uh, the, uh, US, uh, the U.S. the uh, U.S. officials. Uh, was aware about that, and uh, they applied that also in the U.S. Mm. on a much, much bigger scale. Much, much bigger scale. So this is how it works. It's, uh, it's uh, the uh, the, wow. the, uh, the how the, the story flow.
0: I saw they have um, like a huge gun that was like a 50 caliber. Uh, there's a company in America that shot a tiny little pistol at their 3D printed wall, but that's a serious no. test they're doing there.
1: No, no. We shoot with a 25 millimeters armor discharge piercing sabot, very high speed projectile, and we stop the 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 threat because I applied some concept that I cannot disclosure in this case. So the very core of how we stop the bullet, I cannot disclosure. But just to mean that, back to your question. Did you did you try to make this experience of uh, printing on site? Yes, two or three times. But the big picture is still missing. About uh, about uh, must uh, be done much more than we have done in these 17 years. What is missing is uh, printing homes in 3D eventually in Austin, Texas. Uh, because uh, we in Italy, I personally, I never succeed to uh, do much more than making a small, tiny house, a tiny home, uh, like the one you see, that is in the nowhere. Probably, I guess, I think that the same experience as I did here in Italy, done in Italy, probably... Uh, would be uh, made an enormous noise uh, all worldwide i'm mm-hmm. pretty confident of that, but again, this is something still possible, and that's why it has been a pleasure for me to share with you the full picture because uh, uh, apart of the moon of course uh, because uh, something is still missing in the shape project is the project of uh, printing, uh, of printing uh, uh, big uh, elements, building components, components, uh, or even, even, let's say, uh, printing homes with amazing
0: features on site. Absolutely, and so if people who are listening are interested in either pursuing a project, maybe they want you to build a home for them, or maybe they want to invest and help you build a printer, what are you looking for? How can people help you? And what's the best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Well, uh, as I always said, uh, I, I, I think that uh, any investor that uh, say, any brave investor, any brave investor, that says, Mr. Dini, what you have done, is more than enough uh, to demonstrate that you are a, a smart man with a clear vision, the man who really, I'm the father, the good father of 3D printing worldwide because of my work inspired everyone. I'm not good in it as an entrepreneur, as good as an inventor. I admit, but uh, again, the size of uh, a project like this uh, is about 10 million dollars, and are enough to deliver uh, to deliver. Not one, but at least three prototype buildings. So, anybody that is interested to say, Mr. Dini, I'm willing to invest in your project for printing homes because I have to split by artificial reefs because they are are completely different. Mm -hmm. So, on the I uh, is open the call, open the call for brave entrepreneurs of brave contractors uh, who says, this is Mr. Dini, the land. Those are uh, the cap- the working capital uh, that give you the possibility to do what you have in mind. And, uh, and I'm, and I'm all open to offer shares in Monolight UK Limited uh, in, in return uh, up to, let's say, 15%, 20% Thirty percent shares, depending the amount of investment and the and the proposal. So this is the pitch, basically the the main the first milestone uh, that is under the risk of the entrepreneur. That's why I'm talking about brave entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So might be won't be a failure at all. The matter is uh, uh, the the delivery time that might be one year. Might be one and a half year, maybe two years, or the time scale is about let's say between twenty four and forty eight months. The investment scale is between two and a half and ten millions, and uh, uh, and uh, and this is what I I propose to anybody that is interested. I give as a free uh, for free. Uh, if uh, for let's say if people is interested only to one market, and to set a, a company in the U.S. or to get a license for this, that is even better for me because I don't want to be involved in companies here and there because I'm too uh, I'm too uh, aged somehow. I'm ready to give a, a license uh, for the United States of America uh, for uh, let's say for 25 years. Uh, to anybody that is willing to to make this test. So I offer full right of uh, exploitation of the D-shape technology in the US with the full providing of the technology to uh to the first uh, to the best offer on the table from coming from the US.
0: Well you've been very honest and transparent and I really appreciate that because it's not I don't have any problem. It's not something I'm used to most of the companies in this industry, as I'm sure you've seen, are claiming 20-hour print, 12-hour print. Uh, they did it for $10,000, $5,000, whatever the cost is. Uh, they don't ever want to talk about the issues. They like to say, oh, you just press play on your phone, and then the house is built, and you're ready to move in. You can live there with your family. <laughs> and those are the companies that end up raising so much money, um, but they're raising the money from people who maybe aren't doing so much research, and so it's harder for them to... to I don't know accept the claims, but for me, I'm not a big investor, but uh the honesty that you're demonstrating is very important in terms of uh people will understand what to expect and they'll they'll end up with something much closer to what they expect versus if they're misled and they're fed false promises. it just leads to disappointment, so I think you're taking a very honorable path. It's not an easy path, but uh I, I would I would love to see. Uh, within the next few years, five years, 10 years, uh, you raise a lot of money and that come to America, print a building, I'll come visit. Maybe you're in Italy. Uh, In 2023, I plan on shipping my car to Europe for six months so I can properly visit all the companies there. So hopefully then this time next year, maybe uh, I can come visit you and maybe we'll go clean up the, the house on the hill or something.
1: <laughs> I guess that, that if you come with a car, you will be my guest here in Porto San Stefano. Uh, more likely, I'm confident that, that the first 3D printed house uh, with the D shape process might happen over there in Austin, Texas. After, oh. because oh. I'm pretty confident that uh, Christian, you will be able to deliver this message to whom I might be interested. Really, to to make the, I mean, U.S. Sent a rocket to the moon and brought back the the, the, the people," <laughs> Kennedy said. Okay, Let's go to the moon and bring back. Okay, we are in not in that order of magnitude, to be honest. But I still have to see a real 3D printed home uh, as I invented, as I imagined 17 years ago. Um, and I, not without fact, modesty, I I I believe to be uh, the only. The only man on the planet capable to deliver that because I know what to do.
0: (laughs) Well I really appreciate you taking the time to to have this call with me today and uh, illuminate some of the realities of D-Shape. You definitely have it a very unique technology, unique product. I saw at the end you showed the patent that you have. That's another unique thing that's good for investors. Uh, A lot of the other companies use technology too similar to the William Herschel build so they can't get patents on their technology whereas uh, having a patent gives you protection, uh, gives investors protection. So it'll be very exciting to see what comes in the in the next month, the next years. And I'm very happy to have made your acquaintance. Uh, hopefully we can either do this in person again in Italy or we'll do another Zoom call, depending on the world's circumstances. And uh, thanks again. This was fantastic.
1: Thanks, Richard. It has been a pleasure and have a nice day. Hello to all your listeners.
0: You as well. Ciao. Stay in touch.